0: Hello everyone. This is the first of what I hope is a series of podcasts which I pray will bless and encourage us as we go through this difficult time together. This first talk is called Winter. I've been reflecting, as I'm sure everybody has, on this really uncertain and unexpected time. And it's made me cast my mind back to earlier years because, as we know, there's nothing new, as it were, under the sun and um, what what we're experiencing previous generations has um, walked through and gone through in in far harder times. But there was a practice in former times of using the expression God-willing much more than we do today. It's really fallen out of practice. It used to be something that even... Um, not just in secular, or not just in religious circles, but in secular circles as well. People used to use the expression God willing. The Latin, Dio Volente, God willing. Even in letters, they'd say, I'll see you next week, DV, God willing. And the reason for that was, was, was life was so much more uncertain in former times. As you're aware, James in his epistle makes reference to um being overconfident about life when he says, Now listen, you who say today or tomorrow will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow which was a quote from Proverbs twenty-seven, which says these words Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what what a day may bring forth. And even a month ago or six weeks, none of us really could have anticipated that we'd be at where we are today, where everything has changed. As our Prime Minister said, it's as though we've gone on to a war footing in combating this virus. But I want to stay with this idea of, of, of winter. Winter in an agricultural society, which the ancient world was, was a really important season in the year. Um, It was a time where very little could take place. It was a time that had to be prepared for and got through. There was no travelling, there was little work to do. Communities would stand together if there had been a good harvest in the summer and autumn they could get through winter together if not times was were hard and man was mankind was much more dependent on the weather the seasons and calling on god's protection than now and we forget actually today still much of the world lives like that with a dependency on agriculture but by god's grace We've had amazing advances in technology and science and medicine. And in our modern world, we've been able to insulate ourselves so much against the ups and downs and uncertainties of life and the vagaries of the weather, if you like. So the expression, God willing, has fallen out of our vocabulary. We plan and expect our plans to come to fruition. We have tried to eliminate the risk of uncertainty from way of beings and in a way as a society we've sought to isolate ourselves from our dependency on god and this has created a sense of entitlement what we deserve what are our rights and yet great parts of the world live in a completely different way to this they are far more grateful in the sense and expectant of um, God's blessing and God's help. So it feels to me a little like this season is a, a season of winter, if you like, for the whole world where life as we know it has has had to stop. What we've done for preparation up until now will either stand us in good stead or otherwise. And we've had to come together as communities to to look after and, and care for each other. And I was As I was thinking about winter, I I couldn't help but reflect on the verses in John 10 verse 22, one of the few times in the Gospels that it refers to the seasons, and it says it was winter. Winter is when everything slows down. Even kings didn't go out to war in winter. 2 Samuel 11 verse 1 talks about that time when it was spring and the time that kings go out to war and, and David stayed in his palace and you remember how that led to um, him making those, those awful mistakes. But everyone recognised that winter was a time when you didn't go anywhere, you didn't do anything, you got through it because you'd made preparation to do it. You stuck together as families through the community. Even Paul, the um, great missionary apostle, he stopped for winter. It says in Titus 3, verse 12, I've decided to winter there. And he was asking Titus to bring things or into Nicolablus. So what are we learning? Is this a time to slow down, to see, to listen, to hear, to be compassionate, to see what God is doing? I believe God has been speaking much in the last few years about slowing down our busy lives. The the amazing verse in Psalm 46, verse 10, which says, be still and know that I am God. I'll be exalted among the nations, I'll be exalted in the earth. And like winter is a time of stillness, I think God is calling us right now to be still and to watch and to pray and to be active in terms of our compassion. And I couldn't help but to be very moved when I read in John 22, and it said, and it was winter, but Jesus was in the temple. He was walking in Solomon's colonnade. And God is moving in this time, make no mistake about it. It was winter in John 10, 22, and Jesus was walking in the temple area. It's winter now, in a sense. Yet God is moving in this time. Jesus is walking. He's opening people's hearts. He's realigning people's priorities. He's causing people to see again what's really important in life. He's causing people to understand the value of their communities the values of families, the values of health not to take for granted all the good and amazing things that we have around us, maybe to create a dependency, maybe to be willing to say God willing because we are being humbled at this time through something that we cannot control and something that we are vulnerable to and that's painful. Yet it's a sense of discipline, in as much as winter is a time of stillness and nothing can happen. It feels like this is winter for for many of us, and there are many challenges, many vulnerabilities. Good people doing working in small businesses are under tremendous pressures. Cafes, hotels having to close down. Even our dear Anna working with her friend Zoe in a very small. Childcare business having to stop on Monday without the support of government funding or like a big organization. So there are many, many stresses too, which is causing, I believe, encouraging signs of generosity all over the place and wealthy people causing their wealth to be used for good. I was encouraged to read of Gary Neville, a former very famous footballer who owns two hotels in Manchester. He decided to close those hotels to the public and say to the NHS health workers you can come and stay there free and we'll look after you so that you can avoid going home to a house that maybe needs to be in isolation or where you might be vulnerable to get disease. That's the kind of generosity that's um, transformational. Another famous footballer, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, who's got a mere 49 million followers on Facebook, nearly the size of the UK, raising funds for the people suffering in in Italy. Communities are being re-energised, realising what they're there for. But if it is winter, God has promised that that winter doesn't last forever. He promises in Genesis 8.22 that he's commanded, as long as the earth endures, there'll be seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, will never cease. And the purpose of winter is really for new life to come forward after it and my sense and my prayer and my hope is that new life will spring from this very difficult time. The second analogy I, I just want to briefly reflect on covering this time is that it's like a time of war but, and there's nothing glorious about war. But due to wide communications and internet technology, we know this is global and really for the first time in a global situation that i'm aware of, mankind itself is 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 under threat so mankind as a whole is 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 standing together, sharing knowledge sharing information seeking to defeat this enemy so in a sense there's a an understanding, if you will, of our, our, our commonness as man, our brotherhood of man, as Peter wrote in his epistle, that we should fear God, honour the King, and have respect for all mankind. It's heartbreaking to read about the poorer communities. I read an article this morning about from a fellow trustee at Muller's, who's Ethiopian and has a tremendous work of care in Ethiopia that there is no water for people to wash their hands. So one of the front line defences against this virus of washing is, 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 is denied to them. So there are heartbreaking stories, but as we realise a common enemy, um, there is the possibility of us all to stand together. War equalises everybody. Everybody's on the same plane, under the same threat. And it unites people against a common enemy. And everyone must take this threat really seriously, because it's not just ourselves that are at risk. In time of war, in the last World War, they used to say that um, careless talk t- costs lives. And today, one might say careless hygiene is is, is is a real risk, not just to ourselves, but to other people. So you know, when we're called to be isolated, then we must do that, not just for ourselves, but for our neighbor, our family, and our friends. We must take this very seriously. It says in Proverbs 27, the prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and suffer for it. It is a wise man that understands the situation and takes action. A war will always require sacrifice and commitment and togetherness. But it brings us together. It tells us of our need of community. And for that, we're going to praise the Lord because we know that he is sovereign. So in a sense, winter is a time of waiting because little can be done. Although we do pray that we'll be alert and able to share whatever possibly we have in our store cupboards with others and uh, as I was in my meditation this morning I was thinking of that word that song that says he is in the waiting very powerful song I'll send you the link it says slow down take time breathe in he said he'd reveal excuse me what is to come The thoughts in his mind always together, always higher than mine. His thoughts are always higher than mine. So take courage, my heart. Stay steadfast, my soul. He's in the waiting. Hold on to your hope as your triumph unfolds. He's never failing. He's never failing. So let's just pray together. God, we thank you that your thoughts and your ways are higher than mine. We thank you, God, that you are exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Lord God, in this waiting, in this difficult time, help us to see you. Thank you that it was winter and Jesus was walking. And God, we know that you're walking In this time walk through our lives walk in us walk around us alert us let this be a time of the reviving of your work where we as a nation we as a people call upon your name and look to you god none of us likes to be vulnerable all of us likes to be self-sufficient yet our vulnerability as a nation and as a people as a world is now greatly exposed and we humble ourselves and we say thank you, God, that you are a refuge for us, a very present help in times of trouble. I hope this podcast has been a blessing to you. God bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.